1: Okay, before we get into this week's episode of AEW Rampage Ups and Downs, let us address the commentary situation. Because there have been some people on the internet going they like it and some people saying they don't like it. Well, on this night, on this episode, I think these four guys smashed it out of a park So I wanted to call them out and say, great work. Because Chris Jericho had a bunch of good lines. Mark Henry actually sounds like he means everything he's saying. Taz is just a joy. And Excalibur holds them all together. I tell you, if you want to carry on doing a four-man booth, it's all right by me. But never forget, I'm an idiot. I'm also Simon Miller, and yes, welcome to Ups and Downs, where we're going to give the good bits and up and the bad bits and down for AEW Rampage. And amazingly, this is the fourth one that All Elite Wrestling has done. Where the hell does it go? We were celebrating their debut like eight seconds ago. One day I'm going to be dead. Don't worry about that. Let's up those doubts. Well, there was no mucking around on Rampage, was there? Because our first match was Malachi Black versus Lee Johnson, where Malachi had told us... I'm going to walk to the ring and I'm going to try and kill him and he basically did. I do have to say that I absolutely love Black's portrayal in AEW because he just feels so different to everybody else on their roster. And this entrance just gets better each and every single week. I felt all like hoobly boobly in my tum tum this time. So I was like, oh man, he's kind of scary. He also was getting pissed off here because even though he was dominating the match, Lee Johnson would find ways to punch him in the stomach or get these kind of comebacks. Malachi was like, look, dude, I'm trying to murder you here. Would you just calm down? You're ruining my whole plan. It got to him so much that eventually black went out of the ring and got a chair because of course he did but do you think he used it no he did not instead he gave it to Johnson and told him well if you want to stand a chance you better hit me and because he is a courageous babyface even though he'd had his ass kicked he tried to get to his feet and he tried to use this thing then he did look a little bit stupid because Alistair Black excuse me Malachi Black just black masked him right in the face he went down like a ton of bricks And yeah, Malachi had said he wanted to kill him and he actually looked dead. So this was proper Star Wars stuff, like it was the Empire going, strike me down and you will become stronger than ever. And I love Star Wars stuff, it remains the greatest. We have started to effortlessly tie in Rampage to Dynamite and Diamond Light to Rampage 2. So after this, given that they are buddies, out came Dustin Rhodes to try and get some sort of revenge. And the long and the short of this is that they are going to fight on AEW Dynamite. And you know, Malachi Black is going to absolutely destroy him too, to the point Cody Rhodes is probably going to have to come back and make the save. But once again, Chris Jericho talked about that. He was like, where is Cody Rhodes? I haven't seen him. All of this just worked so wonderfully well. I assume we were going to do something big with Miro and Eddie Kingston on this evening as well. And I was correct. We really did shoot it out of a cannon. Because this was just fire coming from people's mouths, starting with Miro, who made his way to the ring and said, look, Eddie Kingston, you accepted some kind of charity contract here in AEW. Now you've gone soft, and as far as I can tell, you ain't nothing more but John Moxley's sidekick. And even I was laughing at that. I was like, man, if you wanted to wind somebody up, this was the way to do it. Kingston was then out, and as always, he was just brilliant on the microphone because that's what he does, and he wasn't mucking around because these two tried to fight. I mean, the referees and the officials tried to break them up but they weren't able to but that damn Miro was playing possum so we kind of gave Eddie Kingston a cheap shot. Kingston was having none of that though because he is the mad king so he ensured that he left Miro laying with a DDT and this honestly ticked every single box that you'd wanted it to tick. This to me is like a sleeper hit when it comes to All Out. I think it's going to be absolutely terrific. Up. Also at one point before he got in the ring Eddie Kingston actually said redeemer redeem these nuts. So we peaked. That's it. This is the greatest moment on planet Earth. It's just going to be tumbling downhill from here. And then fair play to AEW because it was Chris Statlander taking on Jamie Hayter and Rebel. And given that it was a handicap match, you could have had Chris Statlander lose and nobody would have complained and nobody would have minded. Because, again, it's two on one. It's the numbers game. You can't beat up two people at once. But because we wanted to plant that seed in your mind that maybe just maybe Chris Statlander can beat Britt Baker on Sunday for the women's title, she won. And honestly, she won in very convincing fashion, up. And the absolute highlight of this, which is something you need to go and see, is when she had Rebel in the electric chair position, so she was on her shoulders, Jamie Hater went to do a cross body and Statlander caught her and then slam them both at the same time. Now, I know she's an alien, and she's not on this planet, but that is mad strength, and if you'd never seen her before, and this was the first time you were watching professional wrestling, I bet my ass you'd be like, well, that's a very cool manoeuvre. Now I like this person, ipso facto done. lander also did after this, after she had been beaten up as hater and rebel utilised quick tags, but that just meant she came across like a bigger badass, because she fought from underneath, and she finished this off by putting rebel as, like, crab submissions, Thing, like it looks super uncomfortable, and of course you can have her beat Rebel. Rebel purposely is the weak link of the group, to the point, even on Dynamite, Britt Baker was like, oh, Rebel, you rubbish, you're never gonna win the battle royal. I thought all of this was so well done, and now I do believe- I mean I don't, I still think Britt Baker will retain her championship, but I believe more than I did, that was the aim, that was the narrative, bada big bada boom. Britt was in like a bolt of lightning after this with her buddies to try and beat up Chris Statlander, but she does have a friend in red velvet once again, that tickled me too, because it was still three on two. But as I've already said, Britt Baker looks at Rebels just like, why are you even here? I mean, I don't even get it. What a well done piece of business. We then saw a press conference earlier on going awry when John Moxley and Kojima just started to punch each other right in the face. And honestly, if you're not excited about that match, you need to change it now. When we had another of these sort of interview segments with Mark Henry before the main event, when he talks to all the competitors involved. I like that this has become a thing in an AW Rampage. I think we should keep it. It also meant we got to hear from Danny Garcia in 2.0, and as I will say, every single time, I love these three together. I don't really know where they came from, but they are fitting in so well, swiftly becoming some of my favorite wrestlers. Then he said that he was intent on ensuring that Darby Allin versus CM Punk doesn't happen, so of course everyone booed him, when Darby said, look, not only am I going to whip your ass, but when I am done, I'm going to find CM Punk and I'm going to look it right in the face. I mean, it sounded more aggressive than that. Otherwise, they would just be staring. CM Punk was out to do commentary on this match too, and he got a massive reaction, he still feels like a big deal. Some idiot offered him an alcoholic beverage, but that made me laugh as well. I was just having a barrel of fun. Danny Garcia too, man. In a recent interview, Tony Khan said that he saw something in Dan and I totally agree. I think he has a huge upside and in the early going here, when he was on the outside, Darby Allen went, right, I'm going to run at you. I'm just going to help my entire body in your direction and I hope that I hit something, which he did, but it was the table and it was the barricade. And he's doing this on Rampage, on TV, two days before a pay-per-view... Darby Allen is just the best. It didn't faze him because that's just what he does. And after a while, he was working over Danny Garcia's arm. But just when he started to panic, Danny was like, well, okay, I know what I'm doing. I'm a massive Nimrod. I'll get the still steps and I'll use them to break free. He did he was then applying all of these holes including a fish hook which always looks like it sucks i mean look just like fun to you no it does not and even when darby allen tried to escape and hit a move off the top rope garcia was like no nah, bruh that's not happening and he whammed him with a superplex garcia was then going rear naked choke crazy which sounds absolutely dodgy and i don't mean it to and once again i was just chuckling away because do you want to know how darby allen got out of this he started using some of CM Punk's old moves. CM Punk's on commentary was all like, oh, I know what he's doing. I like all this stuff because as I told you once and I'll tell you a thousand times, I am a giant wrestling nerd. Darby then hit the accelerator as only he can and he hit this code red for an awesome near fall. But instead he finished it off with his own version, the most devastating move in all of sports entertainment, the surprise roll up. But it's hard to criticize this one because the way he does hold the legs and the way he does like twist his body, ain't nobody getting out of that. I'm surprised it didn't break Danny Garcia's back, but the point is Darby Allen won, because of course he did. Imagine he lost two days before All Out, oh my gosh, the internet would be dead. Naturally 2.0 were enraged by this, so they just jumped Darby Allen, but that was stupid because they forgot that Daddy Sting was watching and that CM Punk was only meters away. But do you know who the person was that took them out? Once again it was Darby Allen who did this crazy dive because AEW is just doing every single thing in their power to push him and push him and push him and push him. And push him. It's smart. CM Punk and Derby then did indeed go head to head to end the show. I mean, they were honestly this close. One of them could have gone and given the other person a kiss. And look, Dynamite's point was to build to AEW All Out. Rampage's point was to build to AEW All Out. And here I stand as a bought A-how, completely ready and willing to embrace AEW All Out. So they've done a terrific job. I do think it's going to be their biggest pay-per-view ever. We're all going to have a great time. And overall, this is getting it up. Which is the same for Rampage as well. There was nothing I didn't like on this show because 60 minutes of wrestling just flies by. I mean, it's effortless. Some things in my life aren't as good as this that are meant to be good. So it's getting it up.
0: Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince.